Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, podcast listener. I am Alan Seals, and you've stumbled upon the theater podcast. This is the very first episode of a Hades Town takeover. That means that this episode, as well as a bunch of others that are going to follow this, are all featuring cast and maybe a creative or two from the Tony-winning musical of Hades Town. So our guests today are Tara Jackson and Shio Oni. They're both swings. Tara for the Fates, Shio for Orpheus. He's actually got some other tracks up his sleeve. I, I cannot believe everything that this guy has been through. Actually, is still in college too in North Carolina while performing here in <laughs> in New York on Broadway. So his story is incredible. As mentioned, this is a takeover, so make sure you keep coming back to check out all of the rest of the episodes that are all going to feature Hades Town. Find me online on Instagram and Twitter. Leave a reading and a review wherever you are listening now. And everybody, please enjoy this episode with Tara Jackson and Shio Oni. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My guests today have both made their Broadway debuts in Hades Town, and in no particular order, I'll introduce Tara Jackson first. She's a Canada native who graduated with honors, I might add, from Berklee College of Music and was even part of the Hades Town Canadian premiere. She's currently in Hades Town on Broadway as a swing and an understudy for the Fates. Next up, Shio Oni, who just completed his junior fall year at Elon University. Obviously, this dude has a golden voice, as he can currently be seen in Hades Town as a swing and the understudy for Orpheus. Tara and Shio, welcome to the theater podcast. Hello. Of course. Thanks for Thank having, you for us. having us. Oh, dude. Uh, and I also got to warn you that I bit my tongue hardcore the other day and I'm still having some trouble with my S's because it's, it's like, you know, right there <laughs> where the side of the tongue hits the teeth to make my S's. So if every now and then I like say my S's a little funny. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to do it on purpose. <laughs> I'm just having a really hard time talking these days. So we'll give grace today. <laughs> so nothing. Yeah, I need. I need my podcast swing to come in and just like do this yeah. interview for me. Can you imagine? <laughs> It'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Like. All right, Alan, Alan understudy, come here. I'm calling out today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, come you, on. Have, you have no idea how often I want to call out in life, I tell you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
So let's get into, I, I just want to go straight into uh, swing culture because this shit is hard. By the way, you can yeah. cuss if you'd like. This swing culture is phenomenally hard. And uh, both of you, like Tara, you're covering three different roles, if not more, I assume. And then Shio, you're covering, like you're a swing and the understudy for Orpheus? Or is it technically, like what is what are you doing in the show? So um, I technically cover all of the workers, which I, um, so all five of the workers and Orpheus. Now, I don't know if I will actually go on for all five of the workers, but I am supposed to be ready kind of in the event of. I mean, I don't know how you uh, go on for more than one at the same time. So, you know, <laughs> right, good, on, good right. on you for going on for all five. Um, <laughs> uh, I like, so you've got six different tracks running through your head and and Tara, you've got at least three, right? I have eight. What? Um, yeah, eight. And then oh, you, do the, you do the workers too? I do. And um, I've gone on for six. No, I've gone on for five thus far. Holy crap. Um, but I also am the new assistant dance captain, so I have to know everybody. <laughs> so there's just like 13 tracks going on in my head. I'm still learning them as I am the newest assistant dance captain. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot. But you know, like... We do it. We do it. Well, uh, is this sort of, uh, I mean, I think, I was going to say, is this what you want to do when you're thinking of like what I'm going to do on Broadway? Do you like the swing life? Do you like the understudy life? Or to me personally, I get anxiety just thinking about more than one track. And I, I was a swing in Forever Plaid many, okay. many years ago. So I had to know four tracks. And just... The choreography, because it was a quartet-ish, uh, was, I mean, it was a quartet, so the choreography was pretty identical uh, for the most part. But, of course, there's blocking, and but the, the harmonies are so tight and have to be so precise. And so to know if you're in a tenor one, tenor two, the baritone or the bass, all of that all over the place, just, it, it, I would stay up at night with anxiety. And, mm. you know, Tara especially, I mean, God, 13 different <laughs> tracks, and you got to actually go on for eight. Like, what are you guys doing to maintain yourselves? Well, <laughs> Shia? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, um, I mean, as far as, like, outside of the show, I definitely make sure to just save some space just for my personal time so that I can de-stress. Because, I mean, like you said, it is a very stressful job that we do. Um, so I make sure to reserve some personal time just for me to to calm myself down after after a day of work. Um, and as far as like inside the show, I, you know, whenever I'm kind of like switching between tracks, I make sure to, you know, refer back to, uh, I have this like spreadsheet of notes that I made for myself that has all the like scene and set transitions and stuff. So I kind of refer back to that as my little like guide whenever I switch from like worker three to four or, you know, throughout all the different tracks. So that kind of keeps me in the right headspace and keeps me sane. <laughs> Tara, what about you? Uh, yeah, similarly to Shio, like, obviously I have a book with all of my tracks written out. Um, so I can refer to that on paper. I also watch the show, like, pretty often, if not every day, um, just to see, to check in kind of where things are and where they're supposed to be. It is a stressful job, but there are things that I like about being a swing and there are things that I don't like about being a swing. The things that I do like are that you can try on different hats. Like, it's not always the same track. So that's really exciting. It keeps you on your toes. It's fun to experience the show in a different way every time you go on. 
Um, things that I don't like about it are that it's so unpredictable. Like <laughs> that's that's fun and not fun at the same time because you know I've gotten once only once at the seven minute mark they were like okay you're going on. Meanwhile, I'm like completely thinking I'm like oh surely you know like we're past the fifteen at this point nobody's calling out but you never know. So when things like that happen, it's exciting, but it's also like you don't really have time to get ready, so you got to stay ready. So that's kind of, that's kind of, you, gotta, like, you know. like, always be on all the time. I'm, I mean, Basically, yeah. Gosh. Okay, okay. so uh, when when did both of you join the cast? Because it was both pretty, it was pretty recently, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so I joined the cast, I think it was November? It was, like, mid, early November when I joined. Wow, so it was... It was right after they the, the cast reopened, the show reopened. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So then, Shayo, I guess let's start there with you then. So you're actually still in college. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good on you for for still doing this. But obviously, I guess you're taking the semester off now. Your spring semester from Elon. Or yes. are you are are you doing things remotely? You, okay. So you're taking off the semester, but. How does the college, um, I guess, do they support this kind of career move? Because I've actually heard from people, even as local as the Guardia, that they're a performing arts school, but they actually, the professors don't ultimately support the students taking time off of school when they get cast in a show. So has how has this process been? Well, that that is something that I am extremely grateful for, is my professors have been so, so, so supportive of me taking this opportunity. Um you know, and I, I made sure to ask them, you know, every step of the way before I submitted, you know, when I was going to the callbacks, I was like, hey, are y'all sure you're okay with this? And they're like, yes, you have to take this. If you, if you, if this is within reach, you need to go for it. So they've been very supportive. Um, and yeah, I, I finished up my fall semester. I came out to New York. Um, and so I'm taking a leave of absence right now. And I'm going to pick up with um, online classes over the summer and then going into fall and spring of my senior year. Wow. Well, well, good yeah. for you, man. I'm that's <laughs> impressive. And that's not that's not an easy thing to do to to go to school and maintain eight shows a week when you have to have eight tracks running through your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. and Tara, you said you're the newest the newest to the or the newest uh assistant dance captain. Yes. So, what is me. your what is your journey with the show? Uh, so it's like you said, I did uh the Canadian premiere in 2017. Um so I was, I'm OG worker one. That's me repping for the ladies. Okay. There's only four of us. So I was the only girl holding it down. So that's when my journey started. And then um, I got the call for Broadway in February of 2020. I was supposed to show up in March of 2020, but we all know what happened in March of 2020. The world <sighs> shut down. So then I, I came back with everybody in August once things were reopened. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Having your Broadway debut just kind of like dangled away. right there, dangling <laughs> in front of you, ripped away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? What do you? What do you think at that point? You're like that's it. Broadway's done. I'm done. I don't. I don't want to yeah. do this. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, so do I have a job? Like, what's happening? Because I, I didn't, <laughs> honestly, I didn't really know. I I was in a show at the time when I got the call, and I was like, cool. And they're like, can you come any sooner? I said, well, no, I'm not in a show. They're like, all right, so March. And then as things were starting to get a little bit more unpredictable with COVID, they were like, well, well, let's just wait and see. So my ticket, my flight was booked for March 20th. 
And obviously on the 12th, when everything shut down, they were like, so, you know, maybe we'll see you in June. And obviously we know what happened. The world's stayed closed until August 2021. And then I showed up and August 9th, we started. Wow. Okay. So then were you, you were staying, were you still in Canada at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So then what, were you just like chilling in Canada, not knowing what was going on? Like, Basically. Yeah. I mean, like we kept in touch through Zoom. Um, the producers in the cast, we had a few Zoom sessions just to check in and just like to let everybody know kind of where they were at. It was not a lot of new information at the time. Like nobody knew what was going to happen, but it was nice to just see their faces and kind of feel like, okay, if we're still having Zooms, then like I must have a job, but I don't really know if I have a job because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things that you're kind of like, are they just talking to me out of like, you know, out of their good graces or <laughs> will this actually turn into what it was supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And it did, luckily, so... So, Shayo, in college, too, because that I remember this time, too, that I have some friends in college that, like, classes were canceled. Some people had, uh, I'll put in air quotes, graduation, but it was just like, well, we're done now, and we'll mail you your diploma. There was not, you know, not able to have in-person <laughs> graduations. There was no ceremony <laughs> because, you know, COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Let me do the math right. This is 2022, junior year. So, then two years ago, all right, so you were going through your sophomore year. And I'm oh, sorry, freshman year, freshman year. You, yes. You hit yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when COVID hit. Yeah. I was yeah. in my freshman spring because um, I remember I was in, um, I, I was pursuing my BFA in music theater at Elon and I was in one of my dance classes when we got this email notification. They were like, Hey, so we're going to extend spring break one more week just to kind of allow for this to roll over. And then one week turned into a month and a month. <laughs> oh gosh. It just went and went and went. <laughs> so we were all just like, how, how do we like continue on with our BFAs if we can't be in person to sing or dance or act with each other? Like this is ridiculous. So no, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was difficult. Well, how and, did the school make up the class time? Um, so we, we did a lot of zoom like acting classes. I, I, I feel like the, the most different kind of feel was when we got back in the fall. Um, because when we left in the spring, it was kind of just like, we don't know how to salvage the rest of the semester. We're just going to finish it out and be done with it. When we got back in the fall, we were doing like Zoom acting classes. We were doing like mask dance classes, Zoom dance classes. We were doing Zoom voice lessons. It was so like bizarre and odd and unlike anything that I thought I was getting myself into when I <laughs> auditioned to go to the school. <laughs> well, speaking of voice lessons, though, being an understudy for Orpheus is no small feat because... I remember Aeneas, I heard Aeneas ask a, uh, answer a question once. Aeneas Mitchell said, or someone asked her, like, why did you write that part so high? It is incredibly high for a guy. And she was mm-hmm. like, I was just writing for me. I didn't realize that the voice parts were different. <laughs> so with that, I mean, with that said, right, like you sound like you have a nice baritone voice, but obviously, you know. I- Shio sings like a goddamn angel. Okay, don't get it twisted. Stop. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> the first time he sang in an understudy rehearsal, I cried. So Really? Oh, yes. My heart. It's stunning. <laughs> stunning. Thank oh, you. Now Thank I, you. Now I want to hear it, but we're, I'm, I won't make you sing on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I can't. I cannot believe it. And as a baritone, as a solid baritone, who wishes I could, you know, call myself even remotely a tenor? I'm <laughs> jealous of all things uh, you and Reeve Carney and uh, uh, everybody who can sing up there. I'm just like, oh, that that must be that must be really nice. Mm. 
Good and for very you. nice to good, listen to. Good for them. <laughs> it's a, it's a fun it's a fun role to sing, but you have to. I, I feel like for me, I'm still kind of finding the placement a little bit. Like we we just had my first put in for Orpheus, which it went very well. Uh, I was happy with it, but I'm I'm still finding out like there's some things that I need to iron out in this. Like it's it's by no means perfect yet, so we're we're still working. It's an it's an ongoing process finding where things sit in your voice for Orpheus because you know, it it's a marathon. It really is. You have to just like pace yourself, but also know like where to go full out and where to pull back. It's, 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 it's a pull and push kind of thing. So. Well, I was going to ask about put-ins actually, because knowing so many different tracks are, are you, I guess, speak to your own personal experiences. So Tara, I'll start with you. Like you're given this, this contract and you're like, okay, here we're, we want you to cover these eight roles. Cool. Where does that begin from a rehearsal standpoint, let's let's take away the dance, the assistant dance captain out of this mm-hmm. for now. But from a strictly performance swing standpoint, where do you start rehearsing? How do you personally start learning? And then do you get put-ins for every single different track? Or you just have to... <laughs> 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 yeah, that's cute. That's like, cute. I wanted to laugh at that too. That's funny. Um, <laughs> no. Hell no. Um, <laughs> so for, for me, it started, you know, and I think... I, I do have to preface it by saying, like, this whole situation, this whole COVID reopening thing, nobody knows what the hell is going on, right? Like, everybody was kind of scrambling, trying to figure out the best way to put it together in a global pandemic. So I'm going to just say that first. So the way it started for me was we came in on August 9th, and they were obviously working with the onstage cast to remount the show, see what people remembered, what your bodies remembered, what parts you remembered. So for the first, like, three weeks, I was sitting in the back of the room watching them, and learning by osmosis. Like, that's that's what I was doing. It was all by watching. I was never directly taught any choreo. Now, luckily for me, I have reference from Canada. A lot of, like, David Newman choreography is David Newman choreography through and through and through. So I know the basic language. But the specific steps, like, things have changed and morphed. So it was kind of just like, okay, I sort of remember doing that. Okay, that's a little different. Let's see what that is. So it was just a lot of, like, looking and absorbing and standing up when I needed to stand up and moving my feet when I needed to move my feet. Um, but it wasn't really until after we opened that I got a little bit of rehearsal time. And then the first time I went on, I had rehearsal that afternoon and they were like, well, you're on tonight. <laughs> it's like, all right, sweet. So <laughs> I guess I'll just do everything that I think I know. And it was fine. No one died. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of, osmosis i will say gotta watch you gotta be really attentive and ask questions if you have questions and uh do a lot a lot of the work is done on your own i will say a lot Uh, of it is done on your own i would feel so i would my imposter syndrome would be just like beating at the back of my head Mm -hmm. saying like am i going to be good enough when am i going to go on if i go on am i going to screw it up and i realized too that most if not all of the cast has probably been here at one point uh, you know the the rate the cast has been in here at one point in their careers or whatnot. So I've heard many many pleasant, very pleasant stories of an understudy going on or a swing going on for the first time, and the whole cast, you know, just kind of like gently behind the scene pushes them where they need to go or mm-hmm. or help helps them <laughs> on stage. Shove with love. Yeah. <laughs> shove yeah. with love. There you go. Don't hit. Don't get mm-hmm. hit by the set piece coming down to <laughs> take your head off. But yeah. So I guess something as you know, a principal role, uh, uh, Shio for Orpheus. You're gonna get you're gonna get a put in multiple put ins for that because that is that like 
yeah, I would assume that's. Um, I don't want to say more important. It's more more of a for- focused role. The audience is going to focus more on a role uh, like Orpheus than than one of the fates or one of the workers, right? Um, I uh, I will say yes. Uh, that being said, I really I don't I don't know because <laughs> I mean again this is this is my first Broadway show. This is my first kind of step into professional theater. So I'm like I. I don't know the ins and outs yet, uh, and I've only really had one put in. I don't know if they have more planned. Um, hopefully, I would love to have more put-ins for this role, <laughs> just so that I can kind of ground myself in it more. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes. I, I, a little, a little iffy on that, but I'll say yes. Well, I, I let's put this out there that we need to say politely, "Hey, production team, we need to get Shio a put-in." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll schedule Another, that for August 2022. Um, 2024. After you've already done the role on stage, there you then go. you're going to put in. There you go. I love that. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. All right, so let's go back to to way, way back in time. So Tara, I'll go back to you again. What got you into theater, performing, singing, dancing? Where what was the do you remember a moment? Did you have a moment that that changed your life to to say, I want to do this? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm not a theater baby by any means. I still don't think I'm a theater person, to be quite honest. Um I went to music school, right? Like, I've been singing my whole life. I did competitive dance growing up. I played a lot of sports. I was trying to do everything. Theater was, like, not on my radar at all until my last semester in college. um, The Berkeley Musical Theater Club was doing a production of Rent. And I was like, oh, my God, Rent. I love Rent. Who doesn't love Rent? So I auditioned out of whatever, like, for fun, and I booked it. And then I did it. We had one night only, okay? We rehearsed for a month for one night. <laughs> and then we did the show. <laughs> we did the show, and I was like, oh, no. I think I'm obsessed. I think if I can, like, sing and dance and act all in the same thing, like, why would I not want to do that? That's, so that's when it happened. 2011. <laughs> and wow. here I am. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it, like, 21 years old, just ready to go, like... Yeah, so that's that's when it happened for me. Very wow. late. Yeah, you got bit late, and of I course, did. oh man, it paid off though. So, would you ever go uh, back to, to like? Do you think about like a, a a recording artist career or just making music as an indie artist at all? I love making music. I love writing music. I I would still love to do like background vocals, singing that kind of thing. As far as like the recording artist thing, I let that dream die a long time ago. Um, yeah, I still love like music is my life. That is my first love and that I will always that I will always have, but for now theater is filling is filling me. So, I'm happy to do it for a while until I get sick of it, I guess. <laughs> well, what brought you what brought you then into music then? Because deciding to go to somewhere like Berkeley and being so damn good at it, you're graduating with honors anyway, right? Like that's got to start somewhere. Yeah, um I think I just have like a musical family. My, it's not that my parents sing at all, but there's a lot of people who do music in my family. Like, my brother's a musician, my cousin's a rapper. Like, there's just a lot of music around. And, like, I kind of just came out of the womb singing, to be honest. And I, uh, it's not like I grew up in church or anything, nothing like that. It's just, 
I don't know, it's just always been a part of my life. And my parents will tell the story that I was seven years old at a, we were on like a family summer vacation and they were doing karaoke and there was like Greece, uh, we go together. I was like, mommy, I want to sing. I want to sing, we go together. She was like, all right. I mean, go ahead. Not knowing like (laughs) I could sing at all. And I did. And they're talking to their friends and they're like, who is this kid? Like, she sounds really good. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, okay, let's put her into lessons. And that's kind of where it started. And it just blossomed from there, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, Shia, Shia, what's your story? Um, so kind of similar. Uh, I, I also did uh, competitive dance growing up throughout like middle school. Um, and then in high school, I went to this like arts magnet school um, because, you know, I, I kind of was like, I, I want to try something new. So I auditioned for their theater program and just kind of fell in love there. Um, did my first musical. Um, I you know, kind of worked my way up to like leading shows and I did uh, the Bloomy Awards, which is a big thing in North Carolina in Charlotte. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, it, it all really kind of started for me in high school. That's, that's where I, I caught the theater bug and I've just, I've stuck with it ever since. You know, I started doing my BFA. It's really just kind of stayed with me. I just love how, I mean, you said you were doing competitive dance at a young age, which I'm going to come back to, but you just, you were like, oh, I'm just going to randomly audition for theater. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's it's like, you know, you're digging in your backyard and you hit a treasure full of gold bullion because you can also act and sing and sing beautifully. So <laughs> this whole time in your life, up until this point, you're just competitive dancing. You're not acting or singing. Right. So, yeah. And that that's really what it was for me is I just kind of hit it. And I was like, oh, I really like this. And around like sophomore year of high school, I started playing guitar too. And so that was just another another thing to add on top of like all of these artsy things that I just love that I just can't get enough of. And I feel like that's that's the main thing for me because like Hadestown is the only place where I've ever been able to act and sing and dance and play guitar, like all the things mm-hmm. that I just love doing. And it feels like it feels like this big culmination of just everything that's important to me. So it just it's great. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the dancing then. So when when did you start dancing? How old were you at that point? Yes, so I started dancing, I want to say, in first or second grade. Uh, I was taking, like, little, like, hip-hop classes, because I was like, oh, this is so cool, I'm taking hip-hop classes. And then I was in, um, I started taking tap classes, I started taking um, some jazz classes, and at that point, um, you know, the the teachers at the studio were like, we want you to join our competitive team and be one of our little little nugget dancers. Aww. Um and so that was fun. Uh, I decided to hop on there and I started competition in like fourth, fifth grade. And I did that all the way through middle school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so then middle school into, uh, and then, okay, middle school. And then you said in high school, you did the theater stuff. So that's crazy. So you both of you started getting into theater really like sort of later than a lot of people have mm-hmm. when they wake up one morning and they're at, at two and a half years old and they're like, I'm going to be on Broadway. Now give me my food, parents. <laughs> yes, because that's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard so many stories that it's like, my mom, my dad put me into this and that. And, and yeah, so I, I love, love, love that you two are perfect examples of the fact that it's 
like I won't say I was going to say too late to start, but it's not like you're you know 80 years old anyway. But um, I feel it. My God. But yeah, uh, I mean, some people, I especially in high school, even in college too. Like you know, Tara, take you for example. You didn't get into theater until almost the end of college, right? So some the people vi- are yes, like, well, if I didn't go to college for it, if I didn't go to college for it, there's no point in even trying. Well, there is a point because you just don't know. If you want to do it, mm-hmm. do it. Right. Right. So, but I want to talk about Canada because us Americans are pretty, uh, okay, <laughs> pretty ignorant when it comes to other countries. Um, tell me yeah. about, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> tell me about the, uh, the, the theater scene in Calgary. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, there are, there's like one major theater, Theater Calgary, it's called. Um, I was supposed to work there, but again, COVID. Ruined everything. We love her. <laughs> so Theater Calgary is like the main hub, but there's lots of little indie theaters, lots of community theater, um, dinner theater. I've worked all across Canada and like barely in Calgary, which is hilarious because that's where I was born and raised. Um, but yeah, it's very involved. The community is is quite large and quite mighty. Um, but it is the kind of place where like, you'll see the same faces across a lot of the theaters and across a lot of the productions. So that's kind of like, meh. like, I don't know. I just, I feel like they, they do encourage young artists to come out, but it does feel for me, at least a lot of the time I'm looking at the same, like six actors, which eh, it's kind of boring, you know? Is, is the whole focus, um, I mean, in New York, right? When you think like, I'm going to be a musical theater actor, the pinnacle of that in, in at least in the circles that I ever traveled was always go to New York, be on Broadway. Mm-hmm. But in Canada, is there a different kind of target, a different end goal, or is it still we have to go to New York and be on Broadway? I think it depends what you want to do, honestly. For some people, they're, they're the festivals are the big thing. So there's the Shaw Festival that happens in Ontario, as well as the Stratford Festival. So a lot of people will say the Stratford Festival is the Broadway of Canada because, like, for example, the JCS, the Jesus Christ Superstar production that was on Broadway, however long ago that was, 2012? I don't know. The most recent one, that was a transfer from Stratford. So people are like, oh, my God, if I get to Stratford, like, maybe I'll get to Broadway. So that's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, But, like, someone like me, like, I didn't really give a shit whether I worked at Stratford or not because I always knew I was going to come here and do this. So it was kind of like... (laughs) Uh, I'm good either way. I just want to make good theater, regardless of where I'm at, whether it's Canada, U.S., Europe, wherever. Um, but I think a lot of people's goal is is to be on Broadway. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see that. I see that kind of all over the place, and I feel like we we feel that in in the podcast space too, because I, I have listeners like. All over the world, there's actually one one download, one download from Antarctica that oh, I saw. Wow. One, mm-hmm. it's like okay, that's interesting. But then, in spaces like uh, like the Middle East or even in Russia, where it is still illegal to be gay, there mm-hmm. are so many listeners and and people that want to hear these stories and and feel like they're part of the New York theater community. So it's always interesting to me to talk to people, especially from from not New York and other far away in other countries. Not that Canada is all that far away, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard, heard. <laughs> <laughs> and and to kind of get everyone's perspective on it, and I feel like both of you too probably have family and parents. Like you said, you didn't have theater parents, so 
I guess uh, let's go there then. So, Shio, when you mm-hmm. were like, I'm going to go to college for this, I want to become a professional musical theater actor, were your parents like, mm, or <laughs> yay? <laughs> oh, they were so hesitant at first because. <laughs> So my uh, my mom's a nurse and my dad is a doctor of psychology. So they're both like medical medical people. My sister's going to be a dentist. So I'm kind of like the black sheep of the family. I'm like <laughs> I want to go sing and dance. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were they were very hesitant, but I think they I think they saw how much I really enjoyed doing this, and I think that they could they could just see that the passion that I have is going to like push me forward. I guess. Um, so inevitably they were like, yeah, we, we support you in doing what you want to do. Just, you know, be smart about it and, and make the right moves and have fun. Like enjoy what you're going to do because if you're not, if you're not enjoying it, the most the point. And yeah, I agree with that. Like, do they understand the gravity of being on Broadway or is it? Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and that actually, that reminds me of um, when I made my debut in November, my dad was in the audience and he I saw him at the stage door. He was, I won't say he was a mess, but he was like <laughs> crying, sobbing, tears of joy. It was, oh, it made my heart so, so happy because he got to, he got to witness that moment for me that has been like a milestone that I've been striving for, for my entire life, essentially. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Tara, what about your, your family? Um, well, my mom was a dancer, a professional dancer. So she kind of understands that a little bit, at least like the world of, performing and that kind of lifestyle. Um, my dad is totally not that, but he loves and appreciates music and and loves all that. My parents are the most supportive. So, you know, like I said that story when I was seven years old, they're like, all right, let's get her into lessons. Let's, you know, pursue this. And I still, I still, like, I wanted to be a dentist up until, I mean, I kind of still do, to be honest, but um, <laughs> I was simultaneously doing all of my sciences and, you know, taking piano lessons and voice lessons and winning singing competitions and doing this, that, and the third. So they were, they always knew that like it was a possibility. And then when it became a thing, they were kind of just like, all right, well, if you're putting yourself into it, like we'll support you. And that's kind of it. They, uh, they understand, they definitely understand and they're very supportive. They just want me to be successful at whatever I do. So what if you start New York's first dentist voice lesson Listen, company. I'm open, I'm open to it, okay? So I always said like, I'd be a singing right. dentist. Right, give me a big ah and support it from the diaphragm. <laughs> yes. And let's take a look at those cavities. Now here's your it. little shop. Come there on. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me the little shop while we look at your molars. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so real quick, before we wrap up, Tara, I just want to ask you, you have a, an Instagram post that's just a text that says, check on yourself as much as you check Instagram. I just want to mm-hmm. see what that means to you. Why'd you post that? Because we're addicted to our phones. <laughs> we're so addicted. Everybody's addicted. I don't care what you say, you are. Um, social media is not real. It's fake. It's curated, and I just need people to check on the people that they love in real life. Like, I get social media is a game. I understand we all have it, but it just means like check in in real life, you know, look people in the eye, make eye contact, hug each other. It's a little bit harder in COVID, but just make sure you're checking in, especially for someone like me who is away from my family and my home. I make sure that I stay in contact with people in real life because that's what matters. You know, I could not agree more. They're, when I see somebody, I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? And they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, really, like, how are you doing? How are you? Yeah. 
And then that opens up just this world of conversation that you don't normally get into because of the pleasantries of even real life. But yeah, then again, social media, you're right, totally curated, not real. It's partially, I mean, some of it can be partially real, but you don't see everything. You're, if you're yeah. crying on the floor, it's very rare you're going to take a selfie at that moment and post about right. it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, so let's wrap up with the three standard closing questions I ask everybody. And uh, Shio, I'm just going to ask you first, very simply, what motivates okay. you? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> um, kindness. I think. Ooh. That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, that's, I feel like, I mean, kindness is what, first and foremost, what our show is about. So that's, that's kind of what propels our message forward. And just in a general sense, kindness is what makes me want to do what I do because I'm, I'm sharing my art in hopes that other people will share their art and have an effect on someone else. So, yeah. Oh, Tara. Oh, I can't follow that. I mean, come on. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Specifically with this and theater, I would say education motivates me. Hmm. I like that. Educating. All right. So, Tara, Mm -hmm. we'll stay with you now. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Um, I would say to them what I always say. Find out what you're good at. And do it the best. I like it. Shio? Uh, I would tell my younger self, dude, calm down. It ain't that deep. <laughs> Take a deep <laughs> breath. Like, <laughs> it is not that serious. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Yes. Final question, then. This is the hardest one. And first, what, first, uh, whichever one of you... Thanks for the answer first. Just spit it out. But you both have you both have to answer. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? The Lion King. Easy. Mm. Um, easy. I'm um, thinking. I am thinking. Um, honestly, oh gosh, I don't want to sound cliche, but I feel like Hades Town. <laughs> <laughs> like I. I saw the show in 2019 when I was like doing my college audition process and I was like, I'm obsessed with this show. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. I love it. I love it. All right. So then where can we find you both on social media? Shio? Yes. uh, I am on Instagram at Shio underscore 182. Tara? I'm at T-A-R-A-A-T-E-E. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right, you can get more of me at the theaterpodcast.com. <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. Uh, leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. The reviews are awesome. This has been edited by Well Rounded Hoodlum Productions. Jukebox the Ghost gave us the intro and outro music, and the conversation, of course, was provided by Shio, Oni, and Tara Jackson. Thank you both Ooh. so much. Thank I had so you. much fun with you both. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. 